0: hello fellow time travelers i'm tony Whit with the doctor who target book club podcast the podcast in which we undertake the insert adjective here task of discussing in story order all of the doctor who novelizations i'm joined by dalton
1: hughes
0: and by and, Fitz and we record our episodes twice a month you're listening to the video junkyard podcast enjoy your travels always my friend and co-host joe peterson how's it going joe it's going pretty good how's it going with you it's going good it's just been uh well i don't it's just been a great summer actually it's been nice weather this week since we always open with the weather segment uh <laughs> so we've been uh out doing stuff only thing that got us down my uh kids recently got sick um with um, I don't know if you're familiar with, or if your kids have had it. I'd supposedly everyone's kids get it at some point, but hand, foot, and mouth disease.
1: Yeah, I think Lisa yeah. did. I
0: yeah. think she got it at and one point. And they got it, and it's supposedly super contagious. So you have to like keep them away from everyone. But neither of them got like sick at all. They just got like the rashiness. The and rash. Then, but yeah. generally, they were fine. So we were kind of confined to our. I mean, I, we went outside in the yard and played, but we couldn't really go anywhere because you know they would infect 40 children by touching something essentially. Uh, yeah so they say it's extremely contagious but so for the past week or so we just have been hanging around the house but uh yeah having fun it's been nice weather out so we try to get outside and play but
1: well that's, it's nice uh, too because you know since you guys moved do you think it would have been different when you were living in the city
0: oh yeah you know, i mean like, that w- it would have been, been hard to go to the parks <laughs> right yeah i couldn't, yeah, I couldn't have the... done anything really we could have gone out and like walked around on the sidewalk i mean that's about it yeah but, yeah. yeah are they are they feeling better now yeah, yeah. Everything Good. seems Good. to be like the last of the the blisters that my son had have dried up and are healing up. And my my daughter never actually broke out, but she definitely had it because she had the some of it in her mouth and throat, but mm-hmm. never on her skin outside of her mouth. So interesting. Oh, but okay,
1: what's so the, is it was like an antibiotic or what's the treatment? I don't know much about uh, it. I just it's a I virus, so the treatment okay. is you
0: know Run don't go course. anywhere until you get better. Well, essentially, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we called the pediatrician, and they were just like, in five to seven days, wait till the blisters go away, essentially. So. Wow. Anyway, wow. yeah, that's what we've been doing, so got to watch a couple of new movies, which is, you know, you've been through this age, a rarity with, you know, yep. two, two-year-olds, two so I showed them um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse just yesterday, actually, Oh. and probably a little bit old of a movie for two-year-olds, but they loved it. Like mm-hmm. they were like pretty much had, glued to it. So had you seen um, it yet? I had not. No, it was a first for me too, and I I needed to go back and like really watch it because I was kind of uh, in and out. But what I saw of it, I, I really really liked. Like this is, it's given me hope that superhero movies can every once in a while surprise me still. So which is yep. awesome. But
1: that was kind of my reaction to that one too.
0: So there's a mini review of Spider-Man: <laughs> Spider-Verse. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, no, I really liked it. In fact, I think it's probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Spider-Man film. In fact, it has inspired me to change up my uh, comic book subscriptions, where I'm now subscribing to the Miles Morales Spider-Man. More importantly, I now have something in my queue that's not DC.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got I, I got,
0: it did make me a little curious, like, huh, maybe I should dip back in and read Spider-Man, because I used to read it a bit, you know, monthly- back in the day so um Mm -hmm. yeah all all i want to know is when is the um you know solo film for you know spider noir starring nicholas cage coming because i want to see see it but anyway i was wondering (laughs) when you were gonna when you were gonna start that petition yeah i'm sure it's out there but i'll sign it
1: i will Uh, say my son absolutely loves uh the spider ham character oh i bet john mulaney it's (laughs) He he knows every single
0: line. <laughs> from that. Yeah, I both feel like know they, line of movie. My kids liked it enough that they'll ask to watch it again, which um, hopefully they do, so I can see the whole thing. But um, yeah, from from what I saw, and I was never far away, but yeah, I wasn't glued to it the way I usually watch a movie. But um, yeah, I liked it a lot. So so yeah. you've been busy the past couple of weeks. Oh, how, have, <laughs> how things been going yeah. for you? Uh,
1: good. I'm just kind of adjusting back to living uh where there's plumbing and yeah. stuff like that you know so no we, we I'm did. just a caveman, but yeah or no. like yeah, i'm just a caveman. <laughs> uh, wow that's a throwback yeah uh, no it's been good we we had a really good field season uh it was just a long drive out there and i i tried something different this year i don't remember if i mentioned this or not before i left but i have tried like i'm not going to do a tent this year i'm going to actually sleep in my car yeah you uh, mentioned that, like right? Yeah, i've got that rav four and i had the platforms and everything set up and there was almost like a you know your own little mini camper and that was really really great for about the first half and then it was like i am tired of sleeping in my goddamn car yeah but but it worked it worked great and um had it's had a good a field season and protects you from loose. the elements
0: a little more than a tent but it also can be it, stuffy it, and terrible i'm sure it,
1: <laughs> it did and actually you know i it had a nice breeze through it i guess it wasn't it wasn't bad i think i just i probably would have felt the same way i think that's more what it is i would have felt the same way in a tent so it didn't really alleviate that much but maybe yeah. i just need to find a way to make it more comfortable but no it was um other thing we had to deal with too is that area is now a national monument so oh yes yeah there were all sorts of new things we had to figure out and you know on the paperwork and political side and we'll see what the future brings but we did have a we did find some new cool stuff so we'll be going back again next year sounds good yeah yeah
0: um how many years you've been going there now it's been quite a while this
1: was our eighth year at this site yeah so we were like at least two more because i gotta say we were there a decade you know
0: and we've got enough stuff to do for two years so sounds good i mean it keeps being productive and worth the trip i suppose it's a yeah yeah
1: and you know we i understood while we were out there getting eaten alive by bugs and all the dust and the sand that the midwest was going through this horrible heat wave at yeah. the same time yeah I mean so, it was hot
0: so I mean, i'm sure it was we all everybody was miserable to together <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean it was warm here but you know not not a whole lot of worse than you get that couple weeks every summer in this climate sure. that it's like that so We uh, got out and went to the lake a couple days and did some, you know, outdoor stuff. And it was, tried to stay cool and it was fine. Nice, (laughs) nice, nice. I kind of expect it in summertime, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's going to be, it's always going to be part of it. I mean, it could uh, be worse though, you know. You could be in a desert environment where there are, you know, like giant aliens,
0: Oh yeah, I was just gonna say something about the bugs to t- 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 yeah. segue us into <laughs> what we we're gonna talk about tonight, but you beat me to it. So um. yeah, but we yeah, had so. the bugs in Utah uh, fucking suck. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I saw. A there, there were times I wanted to, book.
1: I wanted to organize a mobile infantry <laughs> and go after them. But they were uh, smarter than we were. Almost yes. invincible.
0: So for those who it's like haven't every guessed day, it was the same thing every single day. It just kept repeating. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you that haven't guessed what our the film we're going to be talking about tonight by our oh so vague and um, you know wonderful clues uh, no. tonight we are actually going to be talking about the um, oh man I am not with it today I don't have oh I was going to guess right but the 1997 Paul Verhoeven film Starship Troopers. In every age, there is a cause worth fighting for, but in the future, the greatest threat to our survival will not be man at all. We're going to war! Now, the youth of tomorrow must travel across the stars to defend our world. We are a generation commanded by fate to defend humankind.
1: Everyone fights, no one quits.
0: We are going in with first wave! You smash the entire area, you kill anything that has more than two legs, you get me? We get you, sir! But they will face an enemy more devastating than any ever imagined Incoming! Mom! Incoming! Mayday, mayday, this is roughneck neck order We're under attack, sir, we need retrieval now Someone made a damn mistake The a trap for us, didn't they? Ah! Prepare for battle and journey to the front lines of the next frontier. Kill them all! Starship Troopers
1: Wow, this one is... You know what, I remember seeing this when it first came out. There was, was a big buzz when this came out in 97.
0: Yeah, sure was, and I think it was even a bigger hit, like, sleeper-wise. Like, it was just, I from my memory, and this could be totally just, like, my, you know, small-town teenage experience of, um, you know, everybody's perception of this film. But everybody my age, when this thing came out, loved this movie, and people were just, like, couldn't talk about it enough when it came out. On video, that is. I don't really remember the theatrical run of it, but... Okay, because
1: I remember when the theatrical one came out, it was there was a big buzz, and I don't keep meaning to say buzz as a pun <laughs> about a movie about giant space bugs, but I just want to throw that out there. I remember there being a lot of hype about this, a lot of flapping,
0: and um, <laughs> yes, yeah, could say it had wings.
1: Yeah, it just took off. God damn, stop. <laughs> okay, it it was there. There was a lot of positive talk about it because Robert Heinlein's book. You know, That's based on is was so popular. Mm-hmm. It was a really you know famous science fiction novel, and then it came out and it was pretty different than what people were expecting. And I think by the time um, it came out on video, yeah, you had kids our age that had access to it, and it's the perfect kind of thing for you know a ten year old boy. Yeah, but I think for the the older audience that grew up with this coming of age book that has was very controversial. Uh, I think critically it was, a, it, it was a mess
0: yeah i i do think that it got initially and maybe, maybe throughout but kind of panned by critics although i think there were some some middle of the road reviews so um, yeah, i think some people got it i didn't yeah. get it when i first saw it i'll be honest i didn't, I didn't <laughs> yeah i did this movie. I, i'm not sure why, i don't remember exactly what i thought about it but i remember being a di- bit disappointed for, for anybody that doesn't know or isn't familiar with starship troopers um we'll get you a little Synopsis here from the back of the Blu ray box, and that is from the bridge of the fleet battle station Ticonderoga with its sweeping galactic views to the desolate terrain of the planet Klindathu. Teeming with shrieking, fire spitting, brain sucking special effects creatures, acclaimed director Paul Verhoeven crafts a dazzling epic based on Robert A. Heinlein's classic sci fi adventure, Casper Van Dien. Dina Meyer, Denise Richards, Jake Busey, Neil Patrick Harris, and Patrick Muldoon, and Michael Ironside, star as a courageous stars courageous soldiers who travel to the distant and desolate Clendathu system for the ultimate showdown between the species. So, um, yeah, I think you're right that this this is based on a, you know a classic what 1950s I believe if I'm not mistaken, uh, sci-fi novel, um, kind of a famous piece of pulp that took off and became like you said kind of a coming of age novel at the time mm-hmm. and um yeah i have a feeling that people who are fans of of Heinlein's novel and saw vera movie probably weren't big fans of, of the film because he he admittedly changed the tone of this film well yeah uh, and, and, and intentionally changed the tone yeah. of the film and he, he talked well, a bit uh, about that
1: in, in what i've read about it but Yeah, the the script for the movie originally had nothing to do with Starship Troopers. It was a a script called Bug Hunt at Outpost 9. Mm -hmm. And upon pre-production, somebody had mentioned to uh, Verhoeven that, you know, this is pretty much the same description of the bugs and stuff. There's a lot of similarities to uh, Heinlein's Starship Troopers, and he verhoeven didn't even read the book he read the first <laughs> couple of chapters and said ah, it's boring and it's just this right-wing conservative propaganda <laughs> yeah, Which it sounded like he tossed it because of that aspect yeah of it, and know. he had somebody just like essentially give him the wikipedia description <laughs> and or the cliff notes version at the time and made that movie and when he I think he learned what it was yeah he intentionally went to make it a satire of mm-hmm. military civilization and fascism uh but literary scholars, from what I understand, still debate what Heinlein's real intention was
0: with this book because
1: it is pre- the book's pretty extreme.
0: Yeah. So, In, so I've heard, unfortunately, I've never, I've never read it. It was always one that was kind of on my, not really my short list to read, but something that I was, every time I'd come across it, I'd be like, oh, I should probably read that because it's supposed to be like this, you know, kind of seminal. Yeah. Um, at least militaristic science fiction, which is kind of a subgenre in its own right, right? So, yeah. Well, it's really
1: the first place where, like, power suit military sci-fi stuff was was really first introduced, mm-hmm. uh, was in that book. And so, yeah, I mean, Verhoeven uh, totally admits that he changed uh, this to be more of a satire. And the general plot points are there, but it's still a strikingly different uh, different film it, uh, the book feels more like the bugs are just the backdrop to, uh, upon which to tell the story of this civilization mm-hmm. of this version of society where you know uh violence is considered supreme and or, or the you know the ultimate way of getting things done uh right. and celebrated and taught in schools um and the jingoism and all that and i feel like you know he he took it, and he obviously just uh, Verhoeven just completely, you know, made it a satire of that. But again, it's un it's uncertain what Heinlein's original intention was. Yeah, which and is I know that's kind of been
0: debated. Original. And it, on the surface, it it supposedly reads like you know, um, right wing or, or at least very militaristic propaganda, right? Yeah, and um, yeah, people, there has been some thought that perhaps. Uh, Robert Heinlein was kind of doing the same kind of send-up that Verhoeven <laughs> did with the material or at mm-hmm. least attempted to do with the material. Um, so who knows? I, I, I know a lot of people love the novel. I know a lot of people hate it. It's kind of what it's... I, I don't want to talk a whole lot about it from a critical standpoint because I've, I've never read it. So mm-hmm. um, My personal history, we started a little bit on this earlier, but personal history with this movie is like, like you were saying um, earlier, it had... A lot of buzz, and then kind of fizzled, and when it came out on video, I remember pretty much everybody I knew saying, oh, Starship Troopers is fantastic, you gotta see it, it's so cool, basically because it's, you know, gritty and gory, and there's you know, there's nudity <laughs> in it, and right. uh, um, it's kind of every, you know, 13, 14-year-old boy's dream movie in a way um but i remember being excited to see this thing and i put it on and i don't know i was not impressed with it even at the age i was let's see 1997 so it would have been like 98 by the time it Mm -hmm. came out so i was you know 13 14 years old and um I felt like I really should have loved it, but I didn't. I don't know. Even then, it would just something was off about it. I actually think it's grown on me since then, and I still am not gonna say. I mean, we'll get to the review portion later, but not gonna say it's a favorite film of mine by far. But um, I think it's actually grown on me a bit because I really remember not caring for it um, when I first saw it, and I actually remember thinking that the CGI special effects this was an early film to be mostly CG special effects um and they're pretty good yeah i remember thinking that they were kind of awful when i was a kid and i i don't know what i was thinking because watching it now and now i'm like maybe i've just been desensitized (laughs) um you know cg
1: yeah um, it it looks a lot better than a lot of stuff that's come out since then hasn't held up as well yeah from well there's also enough practical effects in the movie too and i think that helps i think when you have a cgi heavy movie but you supplement it with lots of practical it, it kind of
0: the the creatures are mainly cg but yeah a lot of the gore effects and the um there is makeups and there is um yeah lots of practical stuff going on too so it yeah i mean there's works. some weird parts it, it, the movie is very
1: self-aware
0: it is which in and a that way I prob- is kind of a shame that was content. probably what I was picking up on, but not a, not truly wrapping my head around. As you know, a fourteen year old kid watching this movie is that it has that it is a send up of something. You know, it is it is a parody in a way. Um, it's purposely you know, <laughs> blowing this big, you know, nationalistic militaristic thing out of proportion to kind of you know, I don't know if poke fun, but draw attention to you know when that kind of mindset gets blown out of proportion. Like this is you know this is the ridiculous. Um, future that we may face or whatever
1: well you know i think if you look at uh, by 97 when this came out verhoeven had uh he had a following right i mean he had some successful films
0: yeah i mean this Um, is post robocop total recall basic instinct Um, showgirls is a different story but you know (laughs) right so that's probably um, his first major flop after you know the success of robocop um
1: yeah well i think showgirls was a flop <laughs> yeah and that's but, what i'm saying is showgirls is oh, probably his yeah. first major flop yeah. and
0: then and then he follows it up with starship, starship troopers, troopers which which isn't quite as good than hollow man and yeah yeah.
1: but i th- i think what, it, what what i was thinking is like if you look at robocop that was also a science fiction satire yes it was yeah but it, but it was done in a way where the story was it it was serious enough the main story was serious enough about itself it was all of the stuff around that was more satirical. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Total Recall, though. Total Recall also has, you know, a source material to it that is, you know, something to build off of. Again, with with uh, Philip K. Dick's original story that that Total Recall is based on. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's doing these these science fiction satires, but they're pretty serious. You know, in the middle, and then he gets to Starship Troopers, where I think okay there's room here to call it satire again that's what some literary critics even think but the basic story here is pretty serious and i think there's too much self-awareness going on in starship troopers among your main plot line yeah too much where wink, it's wink, almost nudge nudge
0: type. yeah
1: where it 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 takes the viewer out of that world Right, you know, in mm-hmm. RoboCop, you're like, "Wow, Detroit's fucked up," <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, Total Recall. What the hell's going on? You're you're still pulled into it, but with, I mean, notice, right? The RoboCop came out in '87. Total Recall three years later in '90, and then Starship Troopers. We've already seen a remake of RoboCop. We've already seen a remake of Total Recall. Mm-hmm. Where's our remake for Starship Troopers? I, I don't think it was beloved enough
0: yeah yeah i'm not sure we're getting it and if and if we do it's going to be a very different film i think at this point but um, it, it'd be very political it has to be really political to be serious and i understand why verhove
1: pulled back from that he didn't want to make a serious political movie especially about politics he didn't agree with
0: right yep i think he was uncomfortable it was with it being so perceived as such a right-wing um, right um yeah, philosophy to the novel that's, but that's
1: dangerous territory
0: to go into in a book that's ambiguous like that mm-hmm.
1: you know if you're going to make a movie of it either make it what it appears to be or you satire it even more so he went with the other side yeah to a bit of an extreme in some parts like the blurring out of things yeah
0: yeah it's 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 clever in a lot of ways, and I kind of like the way that the newsreel is built into the movie, and, um, I don't know, there's some good things about it, but it really is hurt by, um, its cast. The movie, Mm -hmm. the cast of this movie is awful. Um, it could possibly be the worst ensemble cast ever put together. Um, this, like, rivals, like, the Scooby-Doo movie for, um, I'm just kidding, I'm probably being a little overly harsh on the Scooby-Doo movie, honestly, but, um... If it weren't for like some of like my, my beloved like you know 80s B movie or action movie actors like Michael Ironside, Clancy Brown showing up in this movie, I would call it one of the worst casts ever put together. Yeah. <laughs> Just like yeah. it's got nobody um that Well, essentially it's got a a cast of television actors, like television sitcom actors and a supermodel and uh um I'm not sure why they went that direction it's not like paul Verhoeven had any problem getting star power um or you know actually pulling some decent names into the mix i don't know if it was a budget thing i am that's my guess is i'm thinking okay they, they spent a lot on making this movie look the way it did and it's it's got these like revolutionary yeah. special effects at the time like maybe they shit pulled some money off the budget by hiring you know casper van Dien and denise richards it's like um I'm not sure what they were thinking, because the cast can't really carry the weight of... Even even the, like... Um, even the farce of the whole thing. Like, they just... They're not... It's not a strong enough cast to pull it off. Um, yeah. yeah. And that I even makes... Really... Unfortunately, that makes um, Michael Ironside and, and Clancy Brown are both cast in, like, very... Um, <laughs> kind of typical roles for them. But uh, it hurts them as well, because they just come off as... Um, being cast to play themselves, huh.
1: yeah. I was again. I, I always like seeing Michael Ironsides and stuff because he's just you know <laughs> he's got so many classic and these great characters that he's done. And he always yet they're all kind of similar. Like like you said, he he yeah. is he's on our list. Sarah and I have a list of actors that you see walking down the street and you just run because you know Donald Pleasance was <laughs> on the list when he was alive. <laughs> you know. It's like, I don't know what he's doing here, but good shit never follows him. Angus mm-hmm. Scrim was another one. Um, <laughs> right. You know, it, and it's the same same kind of thing, that Ironsides is on that list. <laughs> yeah. He's very much on that list. So anytime he pops up in a movie, it's like, awesome. God, he's
0: wasted. Totally <laughs> wasted in this yeah i mean he gets a couple of good moments but in general it's yeah he's wasted and same thing with clancy brown who's somebody i love and he's one of mm-hmm. those faces that turns up in 80s movies all over you know um and a great voice actor too oh, yeah, iron sides yeah. as well yep yeah, yeah um but yeah and he, he's a bit wasted too and they both kind of play a, a version of the same character honestly so um, yeah i, I guess it, what it honestly looks and feels like a made for the WB. It would have been called the WB. It's the CW network now, but um, it looks like it you was know, just Dawson's Creek in space with a lot of violence and bugs. Um, that's kind of the quality of the production and the acting that you're getting. Um, which I don't know. I, I, it, it's weird that a filmmaker like Paul Verhoeven, who who you know perhaps isn't among you know the best. Filmmakers in history, doesn't you know, necessarily belong on that list, but certainly has made some very good, entertaining, especially sci-fi action films. I mean, we we mentioned RoboCop and Total Recall are two that I personally like a lot, mm-hmm. and um, it just seems like such an odd, just, just, I'm not sure what he was thinking or why it turned out that way, but it's an uh, interesting choice. So, yeah, even even. <laughs> Um, people seem to really love Neil Patrick Harris for some reason, and and I got nothing personally against the guy, but like even you know he just kind of Shows, walks yeah. in and plays Doogie Howser, right? So it's <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I mean,
1: at the same time, and this isn't just a shoe in reference to DC Comics, but <laughs> we have one all the time. Yes. I have the same feelings about this that I do the Justice League movie. Which yeah. is, god damn, that should have been so much better, but I can't <laughs> totally shit on it and hate it, oh, because yeah. it's
0: all no. we've got. You don't know? get like, me this wrong, the- I was eventually going to get to the point that I actually don't hate this movie. So <laughs> no, and not- I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I actually don't hate it as
1: much as I thought I used to. Yeah. As I thought I did. As I used to. That didn't come out right. It, I don't <laughs> hate it as much as I used to think I did. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Um but at the same time, no, it's not it to say it's not a perfect film is a total understatement. It's not a good film. It's not a yeah. well-made film. It's not a well-acted film. The only thing it has going for it is the special effects, which are mm-hmm. pretty good and they actually hold up
0: surprisingly well for being as old as it is. Yeah, I was actually surprised at how well they aged because my memory told me they were bad. And I don't yeah. know why I thought that at the time. Maybe, like I said, maybe it was just that I was just not into the CG thing. I, I don't know. But looking back at it now, I was, you know, uh, watching it on Blu-ray, so seeing it even, you know, in a more clear, um, higher definition than I've ever watched it before, and being fairly impressed with being 1997, like how good the special effects really looked. So. Um, I take that criticism back, whatever, you know, my old criticism of these special effects being terrible because they're really not. They're really quite good. Mm. And um, the bugs are cool. Like, the creature design works pretty well. Yeah, I um, like it. Yeah, and, and like that's almost... that's the strengths the movie has is it's action sequences, the bugs, the violence, the... Because um, it does really not shy away from, like, um, violence and, and, you know, kind of... I would say wartime violence, but it's not... It's not like war movies serious where it's disturbing. It's still like fun and you know but silly. But they're trying glory, to they're like... trying to put some of it in there though. Right. You can tell that it's attempted, but it's you're not watching Platoon. You right. Know? I mean the they, the context is a lot lighter in general, even though it, it is certainly saying something serious. Um, I think Verhoeven's tampering a bit with the source material it muddles it a bit and even though i get what he's saying and it's it's generally genuinely funny at points and 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 i get what he's trying to do but um i think it it actually weakens any of the political message that you're going to take away from it one way or the other i do want to point out that the film was
1: nominated for an academy award for best visual effects Yeah, Yeah.
0: that makes sense. In 1997, I think this has got to be up there, right? I mean, I don't know what else I'd have to look at a list of other effects films that came out in '97, but
1: and and I I think when we get to the grading here, probably in a moment, I I do have a bit of a bias for this film uh, because I have the I have a memory of this movie, but it's not about the movie. So when I was in high school, and this came out in '97 uh late 97 early 98 i worked at the the discount movie theater at cherryvale <laughs> mall in rockford illinois it mm-hmm. was like the two dollar theater we'd get the movies a couple weeks after they quit playing at the multiplex and uh or at the bigger theaters and we got this one in so this probably would have been around december january of you know december 97 january 98 mm-hmm. and on my lunch break working at the theater, I would sometimes just go into one of the theaters and sit down in the back and eat my lunch or something like that. Just so, you know, get away from the concession stand for a little bit. Right. And I walked into this movie. I hadn't seen all the way through. I was like, it's something just to look at while I eat. And there's a scene when they land on the planet and they see a couple of bugs and they're like, oh, here they come. And the camera pans up and it's the huge swarm coming up over the hillside. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> this lady doesn't yell it out. She's sitting somewhere in front of me. She doesn't yell it out, but she just says it loudly, audibly, and just bluntly, holy motherfucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, loud enough the entire theater. <laughs> so every time I Great see reacts. that scene, I have that holy <laughs> motherfucking shit. Uh, so I, that's always going to bump it up half a letter grade to me, you know? Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's, uh, you know, it's funny as while I was watching this, I was thinking <laughs> it's really funny because of a conversation we had off air that I'm not going to share with everybody, but Joe will get a kick out of it, <clears throat> is that it uh, has a similar structure to Full Metal Jacket in a way. It's just not, <laughs> it's not the, uh, <laughs> um, the fact that the, like the first half of the movie is kind of, you know, the transitional uh, being, you know, from a teen into a, you know. Becoming a, a soldier and then being sent off, and it is not the obviously the serious you know film that that Full Metal Jacket is, and it doesn't you know um, doesn't leave, leave you with the lasting impressions of it. I, but I, what's funny is it's got that it, like almost the identical structure, the way the characters you know um, all come back together again too in the end, and and so I'm I thinking like, like Verhoeven's like, uh, got to be yeah. aware of that in some way. But
1: oh sure, I feel like Verhoeven was channeling Stanley Kubrick. <laughs>
0: right <laughs> of course film. it was <laughs> right
1: no i know what you mean though i, I yeah that well even the the book though does the the whole like flashback thing you know where it mm. opens up with a, not to spoil anything it opens up with a battle and then it does the same kind of transition the movie does but it's just so like there's enough stuff in the movie where you can tell okay yes they turned this into a starship troopers movie you can kind of tell it's the script was not originally that, but the story, they were able to make it where it's recognizable. Um, but the tone of it is so drastically different mm-hmm. that it... Yeah, it, it it almost... It risks making it into a joke. Um,
0: yeah, and I think in a lot than, of ways it does make it into a joke. I mean, and, and sometimes it's legitimately funny, but other times it's just kind of... Like... I'm watching it thinking, like, I should be getting, like, this is, should be saying something to me, or maybe it's attempting to say something to me, Um, but I'm not really getting it, because it's, you know, I, I I don't know, maybe I should just, you know, (laughs) not take it so seriously and laugh, and then that's what I ended up doing, so by, like, three quarters of the way through, I'm like, okay, I get it now, this isn't, he's not being serious, they're not trying to make a political point here at all, he's, he's sending up the whole right-wing tone of the. Um, novel that he didn't care for and um yeah he's he's made a a parody of starship Troopers in a, in a way and once yeah. you start thinking of it that way and just like sitting back and you know watching the bugs munch on some you know um human soldiers or whatever it's 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 a much better movie if once once you turn the brain off and i i don't know why because i'm totally capable of doing that like most of the time, like I, I enjoy watching stupid movies and just you know something that I don't have to think about. Least, you know, not all the time, but it's uh, I have no problem doing that. I'm not a person that like has to take everything super seriously. So I don't know why I even like entered this movie that way. I think it's maybe because my memories told me that this was a movie that had like a big point to it, and so I was searching for that again, and and it doesn't really. It's not there. It's it's just
1: no. I, I think. I I would like to see a film version of this story because the story's a good story. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this this society that the book outlines, um, that the movie does too, has the potential to be almost idiocracy level silliness, like they mm. approach here. Um. To being something that's really kind of of interesting if nothing you know more just like a a morbid fascination not like this would be great but like wow what would this be like how horrible would this be um i would like to see the same story turned into its more serious subject matter whether as a serious satire or preferably not somebody actually suggesting this be the way that the world works yeah um but or how societies are run but I would like to see a bit more of the more serious style of satire rather than parody. Yeah. Of this kind of source material. So maybe that's why some people who grew up with the book and it was more of a satire, while well, this is well, they call it a satire, it's really more like you said, a parody. Um I, I can see how they're a bit turned off from it, because those strike two different types of reactions, right? Parody versus satire. Um and so I'm just kind of curious what that would look like. There was some discussion about a remake of this, uh, going way back to 2011, um, and then in 2016, uh, Columbia Pictures announced that they were going to be, you know, hiring some people to write a screenplay. Van Hoven said, "I doubt it's ever going to happen," and um, he even said that I don't think it'll happen because it's fascistic and, and militaristic source mm. material from the 1959 novel but i think uh it would be interesting to see i would because it's an inspira- inspirational it's a <laughs> landmark novel that has inspired a lot of other science fiction themes yeah and, and i think that's I would probably like to see a,
0: it given its proper treatment at some at the point. end of the day that's why it's memorable and people have a, a a soft spot for it i don't think a lot of people that grew up reading this book were you know reading it to form their political like um you know version of the future you know form their future political mind it was more you know yeah, it's a pretty exciting book and um yeah I, I think enjoyed on that level it probably again i'm talking about something i've not read but um this the, you know the verhoeven film does bring up one of the great mysteries of hollywood and that's why anybody would ever cast denise richards in anything and why does yeah. she continue to get cast in it i mean it, it's it's i never i really 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 go to lengths to never like trash somebody you know just because i don't understand their art or what they do or whatever but man it's painful it's painful to watch her in anything even even like i remember the james bond movie she was in i remember the, <laughs> uh did you ever see drop see. dead gorgeous uh, you know, I never have. I've heard that's really great, and I that's for years I meant to watch that, but we're adding that one to the list. We have to. But oh she's—I yeah. mean, get, correct me if I'm wrong—but she's she's cast she's typecast pretty well in that in that film. She's not trying to you know play a pilot or a you know nuclear physicist. No, oh, or no, 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 no. So.
1: She she's she's equally horrible. You know, <laughs> but it, it, I would just say that it's a superior film. So I can't be on board with she's never been in a good movie. There have oh, been no, good so movies. She's that,
0: been in good movies. Sure, I mean. To a certain extent I even enjoyed uh the really awful, trashy movie Wild Things, but uh John McNaughton film. But I mean she's she's just equally terrible in everything I've seen her in. It's just that same like wooden hmm. well, and I mean no, I l- think... let's let's not let's not go too easy on Casper Van Deen. I'm not trying to pick out one. He's also just so woodenly terrible in everything I've ever seen him in. Um I mean, really Jake Busey kind of <laughs> steals the show here. And Ironsides yeah. and Clancy Brown yeah and i don't know yeah it's it's just just, i
1: mean it's 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 pretty bad
0: but yeah again don't want to trash anybody denise richards is a local girl too she's from downers grove originally i believe so um you're gonna have in-laws and relatives (laughs) kicking at your door (laughs) yeah yeah got nothing against her personally but my gosh i'm not sure what the what people are thinking i mean after you've seen her in something and go you know maybe you pass and I don't know. Anyway. I don't even think Hmm. she's uh you know, one of the great beauties of Hollywood or anything. I'm not sure what the allure to Denise Richards was or how she became a bond girl, my god. Yeah, it was I don't
1: even remember where she got her start. I just know like the only movie I've ever seen her in that I thought was amusing was was that one. But (laughs) yeah. Hmm.
0: But anyway. If you had it's to rate this one we'll though and sung. give it a grade, um, what yeah, you, you know it's I gonna ask. be one of those. Yeah, no, it's gonna be one of those weird movies where I, I, I spent most of our time today talking trash about it. But I don't, I don't hate it. I actually generally kind of like it. I, I think that the key to enjoying this movie is to not take it too seriously. Which again, once you figure that, once you figure that out, that like the politics of this movie are or it's a parody and the politics aren't going to, you know, it's not trying to sway you one way or the other really is trying to make an alien action film out of it. Uh, effects are decent. Um, the cast is hopeless, but in a way, it kind of gives it this weird like B movie charm, even though it's a big Hollywood, you know, Paul Verhoeven film. Um, especially when you add like Clancy Brown and Michael Ironside to the mix, it kind of gives it this kind of like 80s uh, b action movie flavor which actually ends up saving the day in my book like that's 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 what knocks this up a couple of letter grades like you said like you know holy motherfucking shit knocked it up for you um <laughs> <laughs> that's like kind of the uh um thing that'll that gets it into a little better standing so um yeah though i i would give it a c i think I find it enjoyable I would probably watch it again I'm not gonna turn it off it's 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 fine it's got some cool stuff in it the bug stuff works um, I do think that the politics leave a bad taste in your mouth but whatever it's uh even though I, I understand now that it's you know that it's parody or that it's purposely overplayed uh, I think that's what I didn't get about it when I was younger and it just felt very wrong Um Anyway, yeah, long story short, I think I'd give it a C. I would I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a D plus.
1: Honestly. I, I think um, what saves it from being an F for me is the fact that the, the effects are good, like you said. The bugs mm-hmm. look great and then the, the action is good. So from a strictly no context eye candy perspective, yeah, okay, I'll save it from failing. Um, otherwise the only two of the things bumping up to a d plus for me is going to be one holy motherfucking shit association <laughs> and and two is the fact that okay this is our starship troopers movie we have one yeah okay that's worth some points so yeah. that's but just, unfortunately I give it, it's I, this one it's it, this movie unfortunately <laughs> it's this one and now i just i'd like to see so i'm not being like i'm not i'm not being a purist it totally sounds like i'm being a purist um no i i i respect that people have different takes on source material. That's fine. I think that's cool. Just, um, I, I also like to see the source material sometimes made into something that was the intention of the creator originally, just Mm -hmm. personal preference. I just like to see that as well. So, um, maybe if we ever get a better starship troopers movie, this one will move up some points for me. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to watching a remake of this film because I feel like some of the things they did wrong could be improved upon. Um, if it's, you know, still this story, I, I'm not sure it's ever going to be my favorite sci-fi action film, but who knows? I mean, in the hands of the right writers, this could totally change. I mean, it could be something, um, really worth giving another shot. So we'll see.
1: Well, of course, next week we also are going to be continuing our discussion on uh, kind of these military uh, science fiction action films, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, with, with something uh, quite a bit different, actually something a little bit more recent.
0: Yeah. Um, very similar but very different at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll be uh, talking about that, so make sure you please tune in for that. Plus we also have our uh, recommendation, do we call it a drive? going on right now where we're we've sure. got plenty of ideas for shows but we want to <laughs> reach out to the audience and see if there's something you really want us to review or talk about or do a show on i think we could do an entire special on investigating what the hell people are thinking when they put denise richards in films <laughs> uh that that's a potential you know on par with werewolf versus vampire where that start yeah. um as we did so yeah please feel free to drop us a line on facebook or twitter uh video junk pod is our twitter handle or find us on facebook or the video junker podcast facebook group uh and let us know if you have any ideas for potential shows. yeah please
0: do we've already had some really great recommendations and uh would love to hear even more so um maybe we'll schedule we have we have i think four four blocks right now so so a set of four shows blocked out for recommendations, but I'm always open to doing more of those, especially, um, absolutely. If you guys feel really strongly that there's something you'd like to hear us discuss, or if you'd like to join in the conversation, like Joe said, please, uh, shoot us an email, um, talk to us on the Facebook group or et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. we'd love to hear your recommendations or your review or heck, if you even want to come on the show and tell us in person, well, in person on the air, what, a uh, why you love said movie and give us your review then um i would like to extend that invitation to anyone that would uh yeah choose absolutely to accept it. so
1: it'd be uh, fun so. yeah, anyway absolutely. yeah
0: that's all i got <laughs> all
1: right well make sure you tune in next week for the continuation of this uh sci-fi action military series that we're doing and i want to thank everybody for tuning into the video Junk podcast i'm joe peterson
0: i'm eric Branson. have a good evening <laughs> on Twitter at VideoJunkPod, and on Instagram as VideoJunkyardPodcast, all one word. want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard.